last time. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Check out our live WatCon stream. Seriously, WatCon. We're we're all still on a WatCon high. WatCon 2022. We've just come from what It's literally like two days ago for us. Now I realize it's gonna be a little bit longer for you unless you're listening like live. One day for me. Hey oh. Um, but one of the like, one of the what? great things about WatCon was when we did our live stream and we were able to talk about what weaves look like with the hands. Also, the by the way, the, we the never talked about calling forth lightning. We did, and I figured out how Ashiman call forth lightning. And if you want to see, if you're listening to it live, or if you're listening to it on a podcast, you're gonna look at our YouTube to find out what it looks like. But here's what lightning looks like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. So check out our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube so you I can love... see me call forth the lightning. Is there a verbal component to that? No, okay. but you do have to do. Yes, there is. Just. <laughs> There we go. Well, there maybe go. that's how he does it. Shit. Okay. Yeah, well, that's why mine's stronger. There we go. That's what she we said. We all hey, know Lord. that uh, when you show up at Dumai's Wells, it's <laughs> coming through the rolling gateway. Rolling ring of earth and fire. Rolling ring of earth and fire. Rolling ring. Uh, uh, Tam Sorrel Norm in the chat has just posted a <laughs> gif of the three amigos. And he's absolutely correct. That is exactly what it looks like. When Ashiman roll up ready to drop some damage. It's true. But well, speaking of Ashiman, this is or we are the Black Tower Podcast. We, we are, are the, the Black Tower, Tower podcast. podcast. That's a great point, Andrew. Yeah. You might know us from uh not much fame with Watcon or maybe more fame. I don't know. <laughs> I was you may know us from a such a fairly large portion. Con and Watcon and the Gathering Madness. And from our other event that we do way more often, which is recording every week, which is what we're about to do. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird you should yeah, bring it up. Every, everyone that listens to this should feel the love because uh, even though it has yet to be edited, so sorry there, patrons, but we had a whole con to go to, and I had a whole Rona to catch, apparently. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. Andrew we recorded the Tuesday the before. Yeah. Uh, we recorded the Tuesday before WatCon or before we left for WatCon. Same thing, actually, I guess. Whatever. Um, and here we are the first Tuesday after WatCon recording again. So if that doesn't make it obvious that we do this because we love uh, getting together and chatting about the Will of Time, uh, then I don't know what will. Yeah, I was I was going to say that is dedication. I don't want to call anybody out. That's not the purpose of this. I'm, n I'm not doing that. Oh, I do want to call someone out. Here, hold on. We got... Well, I will. First off, I'm going to call got... myself out for all the times <laughs> I just want to sleep instead of doing anything. Well, I, mean, I was just going to say... I'm a tired bitch. content creators in this world record both the week before and the week after a major con? Again, I'm not trying to call anybody specific out. I'm not trying to, like, actually poke at particular people. I'm just saying, how many content creators do you know that do that? Not that many <sighs> content creators. We are in an illustrious group of people who record before and after major cons. Just saying. Like, 50 weeks out of the year, we are here putting content inside of you. Like, inside like the cast of Now You See Me. 
we do performances before and after the con. <laughs> so because when you not only was the movie about con artists, it was also made by con artists. When you Whoa. visit, <laughs> no, it was a good when movie. When you listen, movie. you know what you're getting into. You know that the Black Tower is just putting a little bit of taint in your day. Just popping it right in there. So, and then just moving it enjoy around. Enjoy the taint. Well, speaking of popping things right in there, my name is Andrew, your Bajon Mahal. <laughs> That's Andrew, the Bajon Mahal. You'll never find anyone who understands battle more intricately. You'll never meet anyone more Bajon than him. Nor there's no there's not such a person that's more Bajani. And then there's <laughs> Daniel. I'm not. I'm a common Mahal. I'm a common Mahale. I'm a common You'll never meet anybody who comes more than he does. <laughs> he comes with the wine. If that's not a review on like Apple Podcast or something, I am sorely disappointed. The Black Tower sounds like it could be a BBC OnlyFans account. <laughs> and rounding out this. Horrendous group of misfits <laughs> and miscreants is myself, the Suruvan Mahal. Who is how to cast lightnings? I mean, that is true. He is technically the one who gets to tell us how we cast. I I always like, figured I always figured like Bajan Mahal is like more like Jedi Sentinel. Suruvan Mahal was more like Jedi Consulars. Um, as far as like when I was initially reading the books, like Bajan Sentinel, more battle tactic, right? More battle centric, more fighting styles, more things like that. Sorovan Consular, more like understanding the nature of the force, the nature of Sidene. And as such, if they are gone into battle or things like that, their maneuvers are much more. Sidene centric or much more force centric than the Baijan and or Sentinels, mm -mm, which mm -mm. would be much more lightsaber or mm -mm. much more mm -mm. don't you in the don't face. Do that. No, I don't know. I don't know if you're right, no. but I'm glad you explained it because I'm hoping that you saw my blank expression and realized Andrew doesn't know what the fuck you mean by <laughs> Sentinel and Consular. <clears throat> I'm actually gonna say right now, Josh, the best thing about the Black Tower is that we have Sentinels. We have guardians. We have consulars. We have we, we have the Bajangar, We have the Tsoravangar, and we have the Amankangar. But they work together seamlessly in battle. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a difference of study in in the tower itself. Once we actually get onto the field of battle, we are a well-oiled machine. There is no these people use more side. Sure, these people. Oh, one hundred percent. No, we are a hundred percent in sync. It's just the learning of the things. Yes, it's more focused on the one or the other. But once we're once there's an enemy ahead of us, we are we are boom. We're we gonna are, rolling ring of yeah. earth and fire the fuck out of those guys. We are lockstep. Nobody goes goes off and does their own. Oh, I'm just gonna more use Sidene. Nobody does the. Oh, I'm just gonna use more swords. There is. Uh. -uh we are. We are on it. We are together. Your brother by your side. Doesn't matter whether they're a consul. Okay. Or 
personal. Okay. They are your brother, and you do exactly what's necessary to keep them alive. We need we need you. I need someone. I need some. I need someone to someone. check their fucking car. That would be outside <laughs> here. I'm gonna mute. Well, okay, no, you're fine. I need someone to make a note because what we need is a Black Tower battle tactics episode. I'm in. That needs to happen. You, yep. uh, the three of us, need to discuss the tactics. Of the Black Tower because we've got a numerous, we've got we've got channelers to go up against. We've got dragons to go up against. We need to make a note that needs to be an episode. So, but we're not here to talk about the Bajan Mahale, the Tsorovan Mahale, the Amankan Mahale. We're not here to talk about the Bajan Guard, the Tsorovan Guard, the Amankan Guard. We're here to talk about something much more simple. <laughs> Much less exciting is what I was going to say, but I like yours. <laughs> well, well, one of them is more simple. Uh, we should. Very, he's very simple. Mm. Uh, the other that's, one is very one complex word, and wonderful, but one of them is very simple. So well, before we, we get into this that, is the balance let's, in the relationship. Yeah. We do actually yeah. have a number of different things to get to before that. Let's get through the things. Yeah. Do the things. Um, so quick plugs. Uh, again, if you want more Black Tower stuff, go to blacktowerpod.com. If you would like Once to know how to spell Josh. it, just go to JordanCon or WatCon or anywhere else where Josh exists within a 20-mile radius, and he will hand you a fucking wristband. Uh, so that is confirmed, which is fantastic. And I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying it's a fucking impressive how many wrists have black tower wristbands on them after a con and if you don't have a black tower podcast wristband you need to seek us out and your wrist though it be naked shall be clad in the black tower wristband i was only hoping for a magic trick just then i was hoping like you'd move that your hand been off awesome. your wrist and there'd be one <laughs> yeah, i should have done <laughs> that be would have been incredible no Round it would have been an incredible visual. I'll do it again. I'll be like fast. And then there will be a risk. But yeah, but that's blacktowerpod.com spelled exactly like it sounds uh, with Black the before if you want that. Um, it's got links to all of our merch. Colon slash slash? Yes, the, there's always a colon in blacktowerpod.com. Hey, there are a number of colons in blacktower. Hey oh so it's got links to all of our merch. It's got links to the podcast itself. Uh, it's got forums. It's got the Discord invite. If you're listening to this and like, how do I get into the Discord? Well, it's one right there, blacktowerpod.com. <laughs> but it also has down towards the bottom, uh, right below our listing of all of our fabulous, fabulous patron supporters, a link to our longtime and forever loved and loving official channel sponsor or podcast sponsor, I should say, because not everything is YouTube. The Crystal Barista. That is right. The Barista of Crystals. If you're looking for anything rock, mineral, or crystal related, the Crystal Barista is where you go. When you go to the coffee shop, when you order, it doesn't matter what you order, right? As long as it's got coffee in it, the barista's like, I got you. I got you, fam. The crystal barista's the same way. If you go to the crystal barista and say, I'm looking for Hishamushamishamite, she'll be like, 
I got you, fam. I was just in Brazil, and I picked that up from a mine. Here you go. That's where you go. Crystalbarista.com or rock or facebook.com slash rockpick. Or click on the really cool Crystal Barista Watchibi, and uh-huh. you'll get there. Also, I, I, will- I thought you said, like, also no, I want to go. Like, you almost said a rock, like, the country for a second. And I was like, that's a new, bold, but probably lucrative expanse for a business. So. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, uh, at the moment, uh, I have been to a rock, rock. house recently. Uh, and it's entirely possible that whatever your crystal or rock needs that are currently that you have, uh, it's on his table in his front room. Because that place is fucking covered in rocks and crystals and fossils and things like that. And I have not been there recently. So there is a guarantee that it does not have my Rona on your rocks that you may need. So Also accurate. And I went before I was exposed to any Rona. Plus, I also got a negative test. So that's good. I mean... Yeah, but you know who did? Made it two years, two years with negative tests, but and they just brought me back. Everybody, if they don't get spoiler warnings right now, my friend. And we're gonna do the spoiler warning now. Yeah, I was gonna say, let's let's warn the people. Black Tower stands full. Let's warn the good people against. Spoilers. Now. Let's do it now. The Black Tower stands fully erect. When the tower is bulging at full erectness, you must protect yourself from tainty spoilers. Your spoiler condom must cover the immense girthiness of all 14 books of Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. With an itty-bitty tip at the top for the prequel New Spring. If your condom is too small, you will get tainty spoilerages all up in your eye. Or ears. You, you have been warned. You have been warned. Tainty spoilerages in their eye. Correct. Thank you. That spoiler warning was from Gleeman's Apprentice. If you haven't checked out their podcast, they're an amazing, amazing group of folks. Go and check out Gleeman's Apprentice. Um, and tell them we said you or you went there because of us. Like, give us some kind of credit. We don't really care if it's good or bad, but you know. <laughs> tell them these motherfuckers over here at the Black Tower told us to come check out your podcast. And we'll Mitch's be like, spoiler jizz, and here I am. The, but yes. Yes. Also, if you're a Patreon and you want to record your own spoiler message, Record it, send it to us, and we'll work with you to make sure it works with the show and whatnot. But get is that it fucking coordinated? The fuck just happened between you two? We did a thing, okay? Sorry, I know, I know. Some people are just going to listen to this, or apparently only listening. I can't see. They both just did finger guns with a snap of the fingers at the fucking exact same time. Yes, because it was bail. I call bullshit. We're bail firing. It was shit, bail fire. Wow. I should pay I, attention when we're recording more, I guess. I know that you have the Rona right now, and that's okay. You'll get in on the different <laughs> things when it's when it's Bailfire time later. Well, it must when have planned it Bailfire Saturday time! While I, was, 
Y'all planned it Saturday while I was in the room fighting for my life. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life, Frank. I'm fighting for my yeah. life. <laughs> if anybody that's wondering, like, no, I'm actually very fortunate. Um, for me, it's it's like not even a it's like a mild flu for me so far. So I'm actually incredibly fortunate. Uh, yes. comparative to a lot of people that I've heard about it. So um if anybody was concerned, uh, don't be. And for those of you that are like, I weren't, so why are you telling me? Then fair enough. We'll move on to the episode. <laughs> or also, fuck you, because Arbijan oh, Mahale was threatened with a life, with a kind of life-threatening illness. This and attempt That's, that's literally every illness. This attempt on my life. That's why it's an illness. <laughs> this attempt on God, my life. God. But my resolve... <laughs> has never been and so, I love it so gentlemen what are we uh, talking now that about we're spoiler now that we've spoilered and offended at least we're gonna talk about of our fan base we're, we're gonna, gonna talk about a relationship that should have had a condom over all of its feelings oh we're gonna talk about a relationship that offends the rest of our fan base Got yeah. it. Yeah, a relationship where both parties should have put spoilers or condoms over their hearts and just avoided this thing altogether. It well, absolutely one of them should have been that smart enough to do naked so. gun, where both one was, people were no. just wearing condoms over their entire bodies. <laughs> okay, and he who comes with the wine, you can uh, just see yourself out, sir. Not quite. At least the Fael and Perrin relationship actually has some merit and utility to it. Like, it does some good things. We're talking about a much more ridiculous relationship. And that is the relationship between Egwene Alvear and and Duck Sauce Boy. Yeah, Duck Sauce Packet Boy. There we go. Duck Sauce Packet Boy. Um, Also known as Alwyn of House Trick. And here's the thing. He's he's from House Tricant. Tricant. <laughs> and I Tricant stand him. Yes. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Look. If everybody be like, oh, I love this and I love that. Uh, well, you know, Egwene loved Gollum. We see how great of a decision that was. So just keep that. In- oh, that's so I'm fucked up. I'm, I'm an Egwene stand. Okay. Dude, you want to talk shit on Egwene? Sorry, Egwene's? did we just... Did we just dis- did we just figure out the entire problem of the Wheel of Time? Wait, they Is don't communicate that Egwene likes someone, they go down a really dark, awful path and turn into the Darth version of whatever they are. And the only reason that Rand was spared was because he had the love of three other good women to save him. Robert Jordan is so pissed at you right now from his grave. Like he's like, fuck you, Daniel, from the Black Star <laughs> podcast for figuring my shit out. Oh, you know, Aram and Gotham are terrible, terrible character arc. You see, if the light has to veer in to influence the pattern, and the Dark One himself is influencing the pattern as much as he can, then the closer to you are to what's being influenced, the more you'll be pulled towards the influencing force. So just because you're close by, and get pulled back to Viren doesn't mean you don't also get pulled by influences of the Dark One. And you put three rings on it because you think you love it, but you actually don't. Wait, uh, wait and you're willing to do more rings? Bruh. 
Andrew just got super metaphysical, and I am here. For one of those guys. One <laughs> character in the book did put on three bro- blood knife rings on himself. I'm also pretty sure that at some point, three rings. Character call the existence of creation into well. Wait, wait. Does Rand wear three rings? No. Rand wears zero rings. The only one dumb enough to put on rings was Gawain. No, 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 not yeah. blood. He was like, rings. "How many rings That's... do I have? All of them?" No, not cool. blood knife rings. Just put regular on the suicide wedding rings. rings now, so that I'm super awesome. One for Vienna, one for Elaine, and nope. one for me. <laughs> nope. It'd be like a thing. It's like those like section <laughs> finger rings that like every <laughs> every definitely not mainstream emo person wore back in like 2008. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Up your looks with all we need to talk habits. about the topic, which is Gawain and Egwene's love situation. Okay. I wonder how many people remember this habit of ours. <sighs> I wonder how many people remember this this kind of like micro series among micro series that we have. Because for it's, a while there, we would do a background breakdown. Yes. On two different characters, and then we would talk about their relationship. It's been a long time yes. since we did that. So mm-hmm. it's true. And in this particular case, we're discussing the last one, one of the greatest the characters in the Wheel of Time, and one of oh, the no worst way. characters in the Wheel of Time. Daniel, <laughs> tread softly, my guy. Critter's not on the episode. I can say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Critter, Critter's not here Show to bellfire me. I'm good. I can talk shit. He'll find you afterwards. Because, again, Egwene is the better character by a thousand million trillion oh, infinite yeah. percent because Gawain is... Better than Gawain, right? Yeah. So, okay, so when, when do Egwene and Gawain first meet? I'm. I'm actually. So that the was top. part of the the thing that I wanted to discuss was like their initial meeting. So their very first meeting is when uh, Egwene, Nynaeve, Egwene and Nynaeve go with Moraine and Lan to the White Tower to start training, and they become novices uh, right. at just about exactly the same time or just before, depending on how the timing works. I don't remember exactly when. Uh, it happens. Uh, <laughs> Logan has gone to Camelin, which is when Rand meets Elaine and Gawain, as well as Queen Morgay's Elida and Galad. Uh, oh, and- I was very confused because I'm like, seems out of order, but you meant like he didn't yeah, willfully books, go to Camelin. Yeah. No, in the books, Logan goes to Camelin, Rand is there with Matt. The sea is Logan. He falls into a garden, meets Elaine and Gawain. And then pretty soon after that, he leaves to go, uh, or he meets back up with his party and they go in a way gate elsewhere. What? What are you talking about? Bear with me here. We are bearing with you. That's why we're asking questions. 
just yeah, about the time that Rand meets back up with his party with Matt and Moraine and everybody else, and they get into a way gate going up to Shinar. Elaine, Gawain, Galad, and Elida, with Logan in tow, all head off to Tarvalon so that Elaine can start becoming a novice. Galad and Gawain can both train as warders, and Logan can face trial for going ahead and uh, declaring himself the Dragon Reborn. And okay. presumably no, Elida can go ahead and just... all of her sisters what's going on with the boy she saw in the palace who was going to break keep, the hole. You keep using words to describe Logan's travel that implies that he has a choice in the matter, and that's what keeps throwing me off. Oh, yeah, no, he's brought. He's definitely in shaft. So that's what keeps throwing me off, because that makes me think you're talking about much later in the series. No, 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 no. I'm like, one of us is fucking smoking crack right now. I don't know. So Elaine and Gawain make it to the tower, uh, and then somewhat shortly after, Egwene and Nynaeve also make it to the tower in the toe of the Amerlin's retinue. And at that point, Min, Elaine, Egwene, Nynaeve, Gawain, and Galad all meet. And that is the start of everything bad that happens with this relationship. (laughs) Because Egwene, like everybody else, goes... Damn, Galad's hot. And then she basically ignores, not ignores, she actually does sort of say a number of times, "Mm, but Gawain's actually pretty nice too. And then, of course, they talk about the fact that Min knows that Gawain likes, or and Elaine, both Min and Elaine, both know that Gawain really likes Egwene. She's just more into his brother than she is into him. It's not actually until a not insignificant portion later in the series when Egwene is in the wastes, learning how to be a wise one and a dreamwalker, more importantly, that she goes into Teleran Riyadh in some capacity and gets sucked into one of Gawain's dreams about her that she goes, well, damn, this guy makes really good sexy times in his dreams. Maybe in, I'm actually into this in guy. In his dreams, which, I mean, I just in your said, dreams. I just said that. I need to just impress upon you the weight of that statement because it is factual. And, and if we're being honest, in that particular instance, Gawain is like, yeah, Galad's hotter, I know. You can have Egwene, it's cool. Like, he doesn't even have the ability to be like, bro, I like Egwene, can you not? And Galad in that situation, if he had, Galad would be like, bro, I don't even like Egwene. I want to be a children of the light. <laughs> children of the light. I want to be a I children. want to be all the children of the light. And um, but but Galad is way, like that's not true. Uh, <laughs> actually, Galad is actually solidly into Egwene at that point. Um, 
I'm sorry, live chat. <laughs> it's not until later when Gawain is basically like, meh. <laughs> Galad. Gawain is better with the girls than I am. Gawain. Gawain is better with girls than I am. <laughs> yes. Have we not made it clear that this is a uh, trope for everyone in the wheel? It's tonight? almost like there's a, a cycle or a, a, a wheel of some and, it, kind. and it goes a long time after time. <laughs> and it turns. Time, time after time. time. If you lost okay. looking, you and will find me. me. Time, time after time. Oh, baby. Okay, we can get into this. Okay, no, but for real, like... Um, Holy shit, is that regular Coke? It is. Okay, look, I'm, I'm far striding right now. As they say in the threefold land, and hey, I don't Josh, have the ability to. Have... I'm proud of you, so you can shut your whore mouth. Oh god, that makes me feel Just terrible. Take my compliment I that you actually drink real actual to. soda instead of the fake horse. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, do we know exactly what Egwene sees in Gawain? Like, okay, is there a moment? No, okay, okay, I, I can't think of one. I'm gonna say she's into she's into Gawain because of the "I can fix them" mentality. Why not? Let's start some controversy right there with that statement. I'm sure about eighteen thousand. Gawain has big dragon energy. No, he has big self-deprecation energy. So he has big BSDE. It's big um, dummy no, energy. Okay. Guys, hit it. Guys, hit it. Hit I, it, Andrew. I know that we give Gawain a lot of shit, and he deserves a lot of shit. He absolutely does. I'm not trying to renege on doing that. But again, look at everything that Gawain has going for him in the series, at least at the time that Egwene falls for him. He's a prince. He's one of the greatest swordsmen in the land in so many ways because he can hold his own to Galad and took down a couple of the warder heads in the tower. He's got the right hand of the Amerlin in view or sort of like in, in sort of essence from the outside. You know, she doesn't know that he is actually being sent on suicide missions by Elida because she hates him. He is the brother of one of her best friends who she actually got really close to it as a novice in the tower um he seems like he's actually very well put together at the time that she meets him because he hasn't put on some fucking blood rings yet and he actually oh. seems at the time to listen to her when she says things like hey i don't think rand killed your mom maybe don't go ahead and kill him he goes all right, Egwene, I love you. So, okay. He so doesn't he, say, no, I, I still Egwene, think that, and I'm a fucking idiot. Like, Did Egwene fall for the sales pitch? Yes, that's what I think happened. Anybody anybody who's been in the dating world the for pitch. more than, like, three days understands she what fell the sales for his Tinder is. profile. Not who he actually was, but she fell for his Tinder profile. And then any flaw that she came across, I think Andrew is completely right, once she started seeing flaws, she was like, oh, well, all of this is good, and I can fix this. 
Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm surprised that Egwene fell for Gollum. Anybody I'm going to say who this. Is, doesn't recognize how magnetic his Tinder profile is. Uh, okay. And you know what? We're seeing in the live chat, that's actually a very good point. Leia brings up the point that uh, he changes after that initial, initial interaction. And I'm going to agree. agree with that. We're, we're actually going to talk about Gawain for a second here because at this point in time, Gawain is living up to the expectation he's been given. He's doing what he's been told would be the natural course of his life, which is you are the first prince of the sword. You will defend Elaine, no matter what that means. You will defend her. You will be her protection in any scenario. You will go to the White Tower. You will train with warders. They are the best in the land. You will become the best, as I spill rum and coke on myself. You will become the best with the sword in order to protect your sister better. It's not until Elaine is sent away, Gawain is unable to get any information out of Suwan. And then Elida be like, oh, yeah, Gawain, I got you, boy. I'll give you everything you want. Just support me for the next little bit. Just do everything <laughs> I tell you to do for the next little bit. And that's when, and I've, I've made this uh, statement clear, especially with my prosecution of Gawain on my WatCon panel, um, is that there's a moment after Demise Wells where Gawain makes a choice to abandon yeah. responsibilities he's been raised with. And that's, that's like, it's easy to see these small choices where you're like, I think I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm doing the right thing. I think I'm doing the right thing. But it pushes you further and further and further over to the side where it's very, very easy to make the wrong decision. And that's what happens with Gawain. Well, and that's after Egwene has already fallen for him. So it's definitely basically in some ways, again, it's not too late for her to turn around, but it's understandable that she doesn't. Andrew, what do you think? Andrew? <laughs> Thanks Wait, for that yeah. riveting commentary, Andrew. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Andrew does not have thoughts right now. He's like, nah, fuck you. Okay. Um, no, he's, but, okay, he's so after Demise Wells, Gawain is dealing with the fact that Elida wants him dead. Like, it, he has one of the few moments of clarity in the series where he says, I was set up. Yep. I was bait. Yep. If Ashaman hadn't showed up and saved my ass, Yep. I'd be dead. Which means... Is when Gawain should have gone and joined the Black Tower. Wait, what? Wait, stop that. You <laughs> stop that. Bruh. What, how what this he means... could have saved his ass if he had jumped <laughs> and joined the Black Tower. There would have I been mean, dudes around yeah, him being like... 100% Gawain, Gawain cannot matter. channel. Doesn't matter. No. no. Doesn't matter. No. I'm not saying he needs the gift. He can just come and Colin train people. Colin do not have the dragon's gift. Period. End of story. No, he right, is train that is a theory in the black I would tower. Never accept. No, I agree with that theory. It's not. No, 
He ain't got no gift. Mm-mm. His gift is being foolish with his own life and others. Yes. Well, so, okay. So we come after Demise Wells, but this is the, this is the moment when he has a choice. He's, he could, once he survives Demise Wells, realizing that Elida wanted him to die, he could be like, I'm done with this White Tower nonsense. I'm going home. Because even if Elaine's not there, I'm still a member of the royal family. I still have a duty to protect and defend and run Andor. Like, that, but no, he doesn't. I, and I agree with that. I do also see the other side, and I will give Gowan credit where credit is due <laughs> here in some fashion. And that is... You know, this is definitely an allegory and a metaphor, but if you've been dragged miles and miles and miles away from anything that you know by a moving car that you have tied yourself to, and then you finally get to a point where the car slows down to let yourself go, if you look around and you recognize <sighs> nothing, sometimes you just stay tied to the car. And again, I'm not saying that that's a good thing, I'm not saying that that's a positive thing, but I am saying it's something about Gawain's life that I understand. He's terrified now of yes. going ahead and making the wrong choice. And so he just keeps making the wrong choice he's been making rather than going well, off and possibly making an entirely new wrong choice. I wouldn't say he's making the wrong choice. I'd say he, he is making the wrong choice, but I'd say in his mind what he's doing is playing it safe. Yes. Because no, he doesn't want to make the wrong choice. Yes. No, it's the devil he knows. That's yes. exactly what's going on. Andrew, what do you think? About what? All of it. <laughs> and everything. Life. The universe. Gawain and Egwene. In Preferably the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I just like hearing from you. You have good insights. Unless maybe Rona has ruined all your insights. I don't know. No, Rona hasn't. Like, I've had several things I've went to say, and then by the time I can get a chance to interject, I've forgotten. This, sorry. So. I'm sorry. That's, no, it's that fine. comes with um, having two co-hosts who are obnoxious loudmouths. No, you're fine. Um, who is not that, being, that, that being said, I also didn't really try to interject that hard. I just sat here and waited. So, um, But... There's there's an interesting parallel between uh, Lan and Gawain. Is you have you have Lan, someone that is abundantly dedicated to his oath and forced to continuously go against it to not make that his priority, and then you have Gawain, who is the opposite, someone who should who has an oath and religiously abandons it to go and do something else. And the, the part that makes it interesting is the fact that they both wind up at essentially the same end point in their story. One of However, successful. one lives and the <laughs> other one almost it almost causes the, you know, I don't know, destruction, destruction of all of creation. reality itself. Not yeah. knowingly, but still, like, your consequences have fucking actions, and if you're if your no, wife no, no. slash Aes Sedai is the Amorous Yeah, that's what I said. You, 
Yes, that's what you said. Okay, what did I say? You said consequences have actions. Oh, well, what are... <laughs> Sometimes consequences have actions, Dick. The taint affects us all, my friend. Oh, whichever. Whatever. <laughs> As he who comes with the one says, just... strike that, reverse it. <laughs> Thank you. Nice reference. Whatever. Reference. Same point. So... I mean, there almost every point in Gawain's story where his story goes bad up until he starts trying to play take my boyfriend to work day with Egwene. Um, him obviously being the boyfriend being taken to work because, you know, without her, he's homeless, jobless, effectless, titleless, worthless. Um, Me to work. At any point prior to that, had he ever made the decision, hey, you know when I was a kid and I swore an oath to give my life to protect and defend my sister, the daughter heir of Andor, then pretty much the rest of it would have been avoided had he earnestly actually pursued his oath. And that's why he will forever be one of the worst characters in The Wheel of Time and why Lan (laughs) will be one of the best characters in The Wheel of Time. Yep. Well, if we're well, rating also, characters based on efficacy, you're absolutely yeah. correct. Well, I also love the idea that that's a that's a really good parallel um, in so many ways. And I, I hate the fixer. I hate the fixer mentality. I absolutely hate I, the fixer mentality. I also agree. With don't that. don't fucking I, say, oh, they're broken. I'll fix them. No, the fuck you won't. No, you won't. Probably you can not. help them fix themselves. But no, okay. you don't get to no, you don't get to fix somebody else. You get to help them fix themselves at best. Uh, okay, back the okay. fuck off. We're we're okay. we're delving into a philosophical debate here, which that is, shit pisses me off. That shit absolutely great, which pisses is essentially me. Essentially, summed up. Not your fucking project to be fixed. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm-hmm. And that is a thing. You can be everything that someone needs. To fix themselves, but you cannot make them fix themselves. Truth. Right? You can provide every pathway available. You can say, look, there's help here. 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 All you have to do is pick one. Well, you and cannot of- force anyone to, fi- to choose a path to getting healthier. Well, and one of the things that I also want to say there, though, is... If you choose to do that, I commend you. Doing that is very, very difficult. Going ahead and being everything that someone needs to go ahead and have the right tools to fix themselves can be a very good thing. If they don't choose to go ahead and take you up on any of that, you don't get to be mad at them because you are not... Because they ha- they don't owe you for doing that. You decided to do that. And you had the choice to or to not to. You don't get to turn around and say, you haven't fixed yourself. How dare you? I was perfect. No, that's their life. They get to live it. <laughs> exactly. Um. But yeah, anyway, and to be ahead. fair, the earlier comment about Egwene only getting with Gollum because of a fixer mentality that was hyperbole. So, for those of you that maybe don't know what hyperbole means, 
It is an intentional exaggeration of the point. Yes. Um, hopefully that's a 60% of the statement that somebody hears out there. Also, to be completely fair, even if she never actually tries to fix him, you can still say that someone has a fixer mentality, even if they don't stand there and try to fix someone. Well, they get with a person with the idea of this person is broken, but being with me will make them better. You don't even have to actively try to fix them to have that as a mentality. I'm just saying. We no, and and that that delves into a deeper point of, you know, someone who has a fixer mentality. Like, okay, all of us to some degree have a fixer mentality. All of us look at the people we love and want to help them. Also accurate. That is a minimalistic view of a fixer mentality. Now, there are people who take it too far, yep. who in, inject themselves into situations and scenarios that is not necessary. They're doing, they're, they're doing too much. And at some point in time, there is a threshold. There is a point at which you need to say, hey, it's not my business. Not my circus, not my monkeys. When it comes to the relationship between Gawain and Elaine, Egwene, there is also Egwene, between Elaine and Gawain. It's just there is, but it's a very different, very, very different. <laughs> when it comes to the relationship between Thanks Gawain, he doesn't and get the chance Egwene, to ruin two great characters. Well. <laughs> A great character and a half great character. We we get Ow. the narrative that's given to us by the books, which is wonderful, which is great. But in a relationship type setting, we do not have the right to interject ourselves into the relationship and say, you should this and you should this and you should this. So I think this is where... Also true. A lot of the controversy comes in, which again makes for good writing because yeah. who doesn't love discussing this dynamic? Because everybody in the world goes, Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Gawain, the most ineffectual character in the Wheel of Time, is in love with Egwene, the most effectual character in the Wheel, arguably the most effectual character in the Wheel of Time. And, and she, she loves him back. Loves him back? <laughs> Want to know something interesting I see? Um, and I'm definitely not one to try to come to the defense of Gawain. But uh, even in our discussion now, I've seen defenses of how Gawain acts throughout the vast majority of the series. <laughs> As part of his trauma response to being thrown into a world of chaos where... Ignoring his one actual oath he actually fucking has that he chooses to ignore has absolutely no direction. Yeah. And that's why we should be understanding. But then later on, because it involves Wonder Girl, his trauma is now irrelevant. Now he's being an asshole. Yep. And so this is, this it's, is it can't be it can't be, you know, oh, it's convenient trauma now and then it's inconvenient yeah. trauma later. So we'll listen to it now, but ignore it later. I agree. It's all part of the same thing. I mean, this guy literally thought that the, the, the foretold savior or destroyer of the world killed his mom. Yes. All his, his home uh, sacked 
ransacked and believed to be controlled by the same person that killed his mom. All of these trauma responses. And then whenever he does find someone that he loves and that, that obviously loves him back and he wants to do everything in his power to protect them, yes, overbearing, overbearing because he feels if he's not there for a second, like he wasn't there for his mom, she is going to yes. die. And then what happens and at a point after he is sent away? She almost fucking dies. Yeah. Okay, but, 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 I hear what you're saying. Then give, give the same credence to the before in the books as you're going to give to this point after, or don't use the point. Or don't, yeah. And I, and I hear that. But the, 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 the point I'm going to make here is that Egwene sets healthy boundaries. She says, look, you need to comply with X, Y, and Z. If you do not comply with X, Y, and Z, this is not going to work. Now, he does end up saving her life. But what does she say to him on that night? A lot of people, I think a lot of people like to gloss over this point. She was prepared. She was expecting an attack. Now, is that bravado? Is that an ice? Is that a front that she's putting on to seem strong? Um, you know, that's up for debate. But the fact is, is she told him to stay away. And he didn't. And so he went directly against what she wanted him to do. And that's well, just how again, it is. This is... Well, this and and again, this is where I actually think that this is a this is one of the less healthy relationships in the Wheel of Time because again, it's definitely a situation where I understand where Egwene is coming from. I absolutely do. I see it. I absolutely understand that she has a lot of moving parts in her life. She is the Amerlin seat at this point, and mm, she is yes. dealing with a lot of different things, and she at the very least, needs to save face. And if not <laughs> save face, actually has real plans that she is working on that she needs him to understand and respect. However, she is one of those people that in some ways, Andrew just brought up as part of the fandom, she is doing that to Gawain. She knows yes. that he has a lot of trauma in his life. She knows that he lost his mom, sort of, that in his mind he lost his mom, and that it was his fault in his mind. Again, whether that's accurate or not is somewhat besides the point, well, because he believes it to be true and feels it in his soul in a lot of ways. And so when she goes, hey... Go away and stop protecting me. Don't be there for me when I need you in some ways. Again, that's not the words she chooses. That's not why she's doing it. I get that. But that's what Gawain's hearing. Well, here's, here's the thing. How do you turn an already, like, fervent, believing conspiracy theorist into the, the fucking, like, Charles Mansons of the world? 
Oh, give them more evidence. You fight against them and you tell them they're wrong. And then a situation happens where it even indicates they might be right. Yep. And they go full tilt. And what does Galwin do? He has all the, so he's got this trauma that he's not dealing with, that nobody is actually encouraging him to deal with. They're just looking at him saying, you're wrong. That's not how it happened. That's not what's going on. And he kind of gets snubbed for a lot of these. I can't believe I'm defending Galwin right now. No, no, he gets no, snubbed no, no, no. a lot of this are, because my next comment well, is very the, defensive of Gawain. Well, yeah. Because at the end, they look at Gawain as you've killed so many of our friends fighting for Elida that it's almost a mutiny against a queen when people find out that she has accepted him to be even around them. Because he has been a mainstay thorn in the side of the Saladar Aes Sedai for months until he yeah. finally finally realizes he's being played and so it's what was my original point to start this whole thing um what did i say when i started this tyrene um we were talking about that was the, the pivotal trauma, point conspiracy <laughs> theory yeah. yeah so his trauma is ignored you know it's it's yeah. used as a kind of like whatever point you know it's 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 a it's the same response as people ignoring Tylen and Matt because he per, because he is perceived as a womanizer, maybe whatever. Well, that's a different topic to argue a different time, sure. different episode. That's the same reason why the people that dismiss Tylen and Matt uh, as not being uh, as atrocious as it is give to this. Well, you did terrible things, so you deserve terrible things done to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, yes, it's an eye for an eye mentality. And in some cases, I guess I could understand. But sure. Well, it's, but in, it's all of his stuff is it's just it's ignored. Their mentality. And also, the other thing that I, that I like about that point is that I'm not saying that they're not somewhat hard on the sisters who stayed in the tower. They are. They get consequences. They absolutely, you know, have to do some penance and things like that. But they are way more forgiving of their sisters in the White Tower than they are of the young ones. And again, I get why that is. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying that it's not one of those things where they kind of have to be to bring the tower back to full strength. And that there's a last battle coming. And so that there's more to this than just, oh, well, I'm going to forgive them and not them. But it does play all of this. Yes. All I'm saying is that all of this plays into things that now happen where Gawain is put in a position where he is, again, I do not forgive him for his choices. I'm not saying that he made good choices based on good information. I'm not saying that I agree with him. And I am not saying that we're put in the same situation. I would make the same decisions. But I also stand there and say, Gawain's choices don't come out of nowhere. They're not as stupid as they appear on their surface when you actually look at him as a whole person. And there are a lot of things that are not just pulling him in his own nature towards these decisions, but there are also a lot of external forces that are pushing him towards those decisions as as well. Now, again, let me be so stupid clear on something here. 
because I want to say this out loud before anybody else gets to say anything. I promise I will be done quickly. His He has Egwene's life tied to his own. And that part of his decision is nearly, if not actually, unforgivable as far as the decisions that he makes at this point. All of what I just said is true, but when you are actually magically responsible for someone else's <laughs> life, your decisions now have to be that much smarter. And that's, that is where I really kind of draw the line on, on Gawain and where their relationship gets really, really messed up at the end. Again, everything else I said is true, and I stand by them, but there is this other magical piece that really kind of takes center stage, and it's one of the reasons that he gets such a bad rep, and I don't think that it's completely unwarranted. So, a couple points. Uh, one, in the... 10 minutes maybe that I got to be at the Galwin panel at Wacon. The best point I heard made, no, you're not going to like this, is uh, is actually from the defense of Galwin side. I don't know, like y'all, like Critter and you, you made, y'all made really good points and I still agree with more. Um, but is we as the readers are able to see top down, left, right, front and center, what's been happening, what's been going on with Gawain. And Gawain doesn't. And that's something that honestly is easy to forget. Yes, it is. So that may, so, I mean, yes, it just, honestly, it just adds in the plausible deniability. And then at a certain point, just the arrogance and the pure bullheadedness of Gawain himself. Oh, of course. Yeah. But it's a good point to, to keep in mind how easy it is. Uh, to make him out to be such a terrible person. Uh, not that he doesn't deserve it, but it does make it easy. Yes. Um, I knew I was going to forget one of my two points, and I just forgot the <laughs> first one. What the fuck was it? Oh, look at uh, who was... So after all of this stuff, after the split of the White Tower, and you have the Rebel Aes Sedai, and you have the White Tower Aes Sedai, who is the one person that whenever he greets Gawain doesn't greet him as an enemy just kind of says like oh hi let's talk name starts with a g Gallad? no gareth gareth bryn gareth yeah his okay, old yes. mentor someone who has spent gareth an abundant amount of time with him, with him as a child gareth bryn knows and understands Gawain. Mm-hmm. So he knows and understands that why Gawain is doing what he's doing. Because that's <coughs> this is also the same time that Gareth chastises the shit out of Gawain for abandoning the young ones. Being like, that is the shittiest thing you've done. He's like, yeah, you've killed a bunch of my men. That's terrible. I like obviously we're on opposite sides, but war is war. Shit fucking happens. Right. It's like, but you abandon your charges. You led them into battle, into bloody battle, uh, and you've led them into death. You've led them into life, into murder. It's like, and you abandon them. That's what he's more upset about. Oh yeah. So, and rightly so. But he's never angry. Uh, other than that, like the abandoning of his thing, which why Gareth never went like, hey, by the way, when's the last time you fucking saw Elaine? Uh, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Um, he knows that. Uh, that which might just be yeah. <laughs> well, it might just be a pseudo point of sitting there being like, oh, you're doing a fucking great job there, first prince of the sword. <laughs> right. And 
but uh, but he understands him, and so that indicates. I think that indicates, or should serve to indicate to the readers, how little the vast majority of other people in the story, Egwene included, how little they actually even understand. Golf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and here's here's one of the things. Look, and again, I'm not trying to come to Gowan's defense because Gowan. I was uh, I was literally on prosecution the shit out of Gawain and now we're defending we the shit out of Gawain. Balance. <laughs> However, <laughs> what does Egwene treat Gawain like? Trash. A tool. Trash. I have said it before and I'll say it again. Gawain She treats Gawain like she treats Egwene's the Aes of Salidar. One true, yeah. character flaw. Egwene well, they, they both treat each other the I same way. Egwene. Yeah. I love it. So, well, no. Uh, if I don't Egwene. interject, I'm going to forget what I'm saying. So I feel like an asshole. For... Do it. No, please do. Well, so when I say they treat each other the same, Egwene treats him the same way she's been treating everybody else she's been around for months. Yes. I have to force you to accept what I'm saying or you will never, you'll never listen yes. to me. Yep. And Gawain treats her like all of his trauma he hasn't dealt with for the past many months. Yep. I have to save you I go away from you for a yeah. moment, your life will be in danger. Exactly. exactly. And they which, never come to fucking terms with it with each other. Correct? Which is why I love the characters so much because they're they're behaving very Distantly. in character. But the question is the question and the and the, the the crux or fulcrum of this entire episode is the nature of their relationship together. Yeah. And I think we've done a good job of covering Gawain. And I think in the past we've done a great job of covering Egwene. What is it that they see in each other? Like I can I can accept that Gawain is attracted to Egwene because she is possibly one of the most powerful women to ever live. Gawain would, given his upbringing, would naturally be uh, attracted to powerful women because powerful women are the only women he's known in his entire life. So I get that. I dig that. What I don't understand apart from physical attraction and maybe that's all it is we need to understand oh, that i have a hot take answer these characters are very young it's gonna be so bad so maybe Egwene is all like he got that good good physically she's only ever had his dream dick though i don't think she ever got his <laughs> real life dick so like Which, what I mean, to be Gwen fair, it's probably oh no, she got Gwen. fucked by Gawain in the last battle, guaranteed. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. so wow. did literally the entire forces of light. Yeah. Also, so you want to know the hot take answer to I, that? Bro, hit me with your, hot, with your take. hot take. Please hold on to that. I just want to say, knowing Gawain in his dreams, he's actually worse at sex, and his dick is smaller. Self-deprecating, <laughs> but he's probably sitting there in his dream thinking about Galad's big, huge schlong the whole time. 
Because <laughs> he does that. Anyway, sorry, hot take. Andrew, hot no, take. I'm not, I'm not saying this is the real answer, but I thought of it, so now I have to say it because I know <laughs> it's going to piss somebody off. Uh, and why not? Fuck it, YOLO. Um, <laughs> Egwene is with Gawain because Gawain is close enough to Rand, but she can actually control him. She can't control Rand. Ooh, yikes. Gawain is with Egwene because it's the one only and best shot he has at doing any sort of any kind of damage retaliatory to the Dragon Reborn. So both of them it is are not the answer the person because of Rand. Yes, it is because of Rand. <laughs> now, do I yeah. truly to my core believe that's the actual yeah. answer there together? No, but, it's a good but when I thought I of it, when I thought of it, it was enough of a hot take where I just could not resist saying it. Yeah. Well, that's what we're here to do. We're here to discuss these. I'm here to piss people off tonight. So I'm going to hop in and uh, give my final thoughts on Egwene and Gawain, because uh, I think we're I think we're here. Um, I think <laughs> with... Daniel, I think we've discussed this enough, and I'm done with this fucking subject. I Fuck think you guys, you, I'm done. I think Josh actually hit the nail pretty much on the head um, with both of them and the reason that their relationship does not actually work fucking smart boy and that is that both of them <laughs> have no concessions to the other person they're not actually really in a relationship they are together and they have feelings for each other but they don't treat the other person like the other person wants to be treated differently than they treat anybody else in their life and neither of them actually really consider what the other person needs before trying to give them what they think the other person needs and that i think is really the crux of this relationship and why it never actually works and the interesting thing about that is that i think it's perfect I think that both Gawain and Egwene, and I'm going to say this very crassly, are up their own ass enough during the entire story that it makes perfect sense that their teenage hormonal, I liked you in a dream, and I've liked you since the day you were, you know, my best friend's, or my sister's best friend in the tower, um... It doesn't turn into more than that because both of them have so much to focus on that isn't the other person that they never stop and take the time to do so. And at the last battle, they're still only thinking about themselves and how they need to do things rather than at all thinking about the other person. And that is what gets both of them in trouble. I think that's a pretty good take. No, the and interesting again, part is now if they include the dream sequence with Egwene uh, getting pulled in to Gawain's dream, she'll have a like real life event to compare it to in the in mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they never bang in real life, do they? In the I books. mean, it's, it's again kind of like Robert softly implied. Jordan, I was gonna say Robert Jordan's not actually that that but, intent. 
on putting those scenes in there. They do get married. But he does make sure that we know when people get boned. Sometimes. When Matt bones Melindra, we fucking know. Again, it depends on When who... Rand bones Elaine, we fucking know. Uh-huh. And do you know whether Garrett and Suan or Moraine and Tom or... Yes. It's never oh, happened. No. We know about the I'm ones we actually care about. Talking shit. <laughs> okay, listen here, you dick fuck. Look. Okay, look. Here's my final thoughts. On Egwene and Gawain's relationship, which is, I see, this may be the one thing that I give Gawain, okay? Mm -hmm. Most men nowadays see a strong, <laughs> independent woman He's not who don't need no man, who is going about her way, doing the thing, being a self-sufficient person. And a lot of men are intimidated by that. It's true. Okay, a lot of men are like, oh, shit, this woman has no room for me in her life. And it's sure. like, no, you don't get it. You don't need to be a part of her life. You she get chooses. to be a person who she wants to be a part of her life. Okay? Here's a huge thing with that. Gawain is attracted to Egwene because of her power and independence and um, just the amazing woman that she is. However, when she portrays these uh, character traits at him, when she says, Gawain, seriously, knock it the fuck off. He's like, no, 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 baby, no. Shh, shh, shh. It's okay. I can do this. And she's like, no, you really need to knock the fuck off. Or I'll a little bit of noble I'll gaslighting. Slap you in your bitch face. So he's like, he's like, it's so cute <laughs> that you think that. Tell you what, I'm gonna put on these suicide rings. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. Don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. I'm just gonna put on the suicide rings and go kill the big bad. And then everybody will love me for being Josh. super awesome. Can you Sounds even like half of all D and D party? Egwene, if she had actually known, if he had actually said those words to her, she would have been like, "I am um, passing your water bond to the next person." I that's see. the point. That's the point. You watch South Park, right? She would have definitely smacked him in the totally back. Then, like, shut up, Mimsy. I can totally yeah, understand yeah, why Gawain is attracted to Egwene. She's powerful. Why she's, she's strong. <laughs> She's an amazing woman oh, whom anyone would be happy to be with. I thought there was a ghost outside the window. I'm not going to lie there, Daniel. Egwene oh, no, I just close it. <laughs> is, is still that same person with him. And he's like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, what, why are you being like that to me? So mm -hmm. I understand his attraction to her. I'm sorry. I don't attract. I don't understand her attraction to him outside of the physical i don't and we've we've criticized i mean the fan base at large has criticized robert jordan's relationship writing again and again and again sure i understand his attraction to her i do not understand her attraction to him I, I don't fair enough I, as many times as i've read this series i have absolutely no idea 
why Egwene feels such a strong emotional connection to him that she is allowed or allows herself to be pulled into his dreams. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Fair enough. And that's my final thoughts. But I, I think that it makes for tension at the last battle. Agreed. Which, which is good storytelling. So True. That's, that's kind of my final thoughts. I mean, Gawain is somebody that theoretically has power through noble birth title. Uh, even mm-hmm. though his title is something he forsakes. Oh, I don't know. Book two? Um, yeah, book two out of a 14-book series, and he says, fuck that shit, I'm out. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, he becomes a blade master, like Rand. Um, he leads a bunch of people in battle, like Rand, but not nearly as many or nearly as well. Um, he finds himself aligned with, uh, with powerful allies, uh, arguably powerful because they're stupid too, Elida. Like Rand, uh, his allies are better and more powerful. Make he's the like, White Tower great again. He's the Rand storyline minus the plot armor, minus Taviran, minus the power, minus being cool, minus being worth anything. <laughs> and she can use that to her advantage. Um, no, um, that was me doubling down on the, the fucking, like, he's just Rand, but without the I heard it. Uh, I heard it. No, I mean... Gawain is that person that he had the potential to be the underdog that we all rooted for. The person that always tries in their mind so hard to do the right thing and just gets the shit into the stick. I just can't feel sorry for you when you're the one handing yourself the shit into the stick anymore. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can't be the person on the on the bicycle throwing the stick in your spokes, getting mad at the stick. Like you did this, and there's he just Gawain just hits a certain point where it's undeniable that it's his own decision. Whether you want to chomp it up to being an erroneous decision, uh, an ill-informed decision, whatever excuse helps his decision sleep at night better, fine. But for me, it comes down to the point that he had one singular oath and purpose in life that was his entire purpose in life in book one that with seemingly the most minimalistic of pushings of of needs, he just negated. Just said, you know what? It doesn't matter. Oh, there was just a violent coup that everybody's kind of suspect of because it was kind of weird. But I'm going to listen to the new lady in power, in power because she promised me shiny things. I'm like, this is like the, the shitty origin story of every minor bad guy in D&D. Seriously. Um, as for Egwene, she's... I think there is a part of Egwene that has had to forego so much of what she wanted for her own life for so long that finding someone like Gawain that she does genuinely like and be attracted to for, for whatever unfathomable reason, because I, I can't honestly fathom a reason why, other than physical attraction. Not saying that's all there is. There's, there's definitely more to it. I just don't get it. Like, whatever happened in that dream must have been good, good fucking dream dick and dream whatever <laughs> the hell happened. 
I just, I just don't get it. Um, but I'm also not going to blame somebody for who they fall in love with. I mean, you know, you can't really control that. If you love somebody, you love somebody. If you don't, you don't. It is what it is. Uh, I'm not going to fault Egwene for it. I am going to fault Gawain for it because he should have been better for somebody that was so incredible and so amazing uh, for the story and as a character. Uh, just, yeah, their, their relationship makes more sense to me as a plot device than it does as an actual relationship. Um, outside of that, it just seems dysfunctional. It just seems it just seems like a purpose-built relationship. Like the popular girl and the popular guy or the two popular or whoever. The, po- the two popular kids in high school get together and start dating because now they're a power popular couple. But it gains them absolutely nothing. I just so. did something on my computer and I don't know what I did. Okay. You turned on the you turned on the slur filter for sure. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, Hold on, I gotta open shit back up. Oh god. All right, guys. Well, I think that's actually a pretty good place to (laughs) close out the episode. Um, So, Uh, thank you for being here. Jack Sparrow for a second. Thank you very, very much for enjoying yourselves or not enjoying yourselves, whatever you ended up having happen. Um, if we missed things with Egwene and Gawain, if you think that there are points that we didn't say, or if there are things that you'd like this, us to hear uh, us to talk more about, if you didn't hear enough of it, uh, go ahead and leave comments and things uh, on either blacktowerpod.com or on the YouTube or on the Podbean, anywhere that you would like to leave them. We do see those um and definitely let us know if you like these series uh there are definitely a few more relationships that we can do in the series so let us know uh but from all of us here at the black tower thank you very much again for listening i have been your amon khan mahail daniel and i have been your soravan mahail josh and i hope that when you leave this recording you're just a wee bit madder than you were when you first joined. And for tonight, I have been your extraordinarily bitchy Bajan Mahil. (laughs) Extraordinarily, hashtag extraordinarily bitchy. I love it. That's a thing now. I like it. Hashtag. I like it. But again, guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for tolerating us uh, at our best and our worst. And in case we don't see you again. Good afternoon, good evening, and good Always running the show. Just fitting in In the tower